Trigger warning. This episode addresses the topic of child abuse. If this topic is triggering, we would like for you to be prepared for what you are about to hear. It is important for us to expose religious trauma at its roots and how damaging religious beliefs can be to the well-being of children. Hey there. Oh, uh, hey Jesus, what do you want? Oh, you know, I want to start a relationship with you. All you have to do is get on your knees, open your mouth, say my name, eat my body, and worship me. Uh, what the fuck? Yes, you must worship me. Worship me! <laughs> um, well, do you have some chicken nuggies for me? If you have enough faith, you can have anything you want. Hmm, so what happens if I don't want to worship you? Oh, nothing. <laughs> You'll just fucking burn in hell for eternity. Uh, oh, oh, um, uh, well, um, I'll bring the sunblock. Uh, I'll pray for you. Repent. Welcome, everybody, to the Burning Eden Podcast. This is Bath, your favorite spicy Satanist. And this is Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. Today, we have the honor of being joined by a sexy senior citizen. That's right. That's one gilf I'd like to share my lube with. We have the pleasure of being joined by Vanny Koshes. She's an author, a poet, a fellow heathen, a TikToker, and a cult survivor. Oh, you silly kiddos in your stanism. Uh, don't you mean Satanism? Be nice. Respect your elders. Hmm. I might have an ageism case. So anyway, mm. Venny, oh. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy being a part of the TikTok atheist family. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, thank yeah. you for saying, <laughs> thank you so much for at <laughs> up uh, 5 p.m. And uh-huh. as per tradition, we would like our guests <laughs> to read the Bible verse of the day. Okay. So this specific verse is very, very meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I don't believe in a God, there are mm-hmm. some parts of the Bible which really speak to my heart and have stayed with me through life, you know? Yeah. As they do. So this is probably one of the most profound verses that mm-hmm. any of the 16 scribes wrote. And you all will familiarize with this one because we've all done it. We still do it. We mm-hmm. will continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to weird you out, but if you could just like everybody listening, just close your eyes real quick. Mm-hmm. Just really focus in on yourself okay okay all right the verse today is from the book of john chapter 11 verse 35 jesus wept amen 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 that was very inspirational yes thank you thank you thank you so so benny thank you for being here I know that you authored a book entitled Cult Child. Can you start by telling us how you came to be in a cult? Okay, well, I was born in 1969, and my father was in the Navy, mm-hmm. and I was born in Virginia. Uh, after he came back from the Mediterranean Sea, which is where he was when I was born, um, he retired, and my family moved to Texas briefly, where he was going to take over my grandfather's auto shop. 
He got approached by the U.S. Navy to come and work as a citizen on a special project designing a new fighter jet called the F-14. Oh, wow. So he packed us up and off to San Diego we went to um, live there, and that's where we settled down. And so while my father was away, and the deeper he got into the project, the more he was away for longer amounts of time, like locked down on the base six weeks or traveling six, eight weeks. Um, The wife of one of his Navy buddies was heavily into this religion and she reconnected with my mother and started inviting her over to, you know, Bible study at the house, come bring the Mm. kids. Well, you know, they'll have, we'll have food and snacks and they'll play. It went deeper into like more churchy services and what they called body houses, which is where they recruited. So this was probably now around 1972. Um, body houses. Uh, body houses. Body house. Yeah. Oh. The body of Christ. Oh, so very okay. much into that evangelical right. theology. Right. Um, and from there, my mom took a trip out to one of their main compounds in Mississippi and you went there as a family to be assessed and classified to which compound in the U.S. you were going to be sent to. Oh my. And because my it's mother... like the sorting hat on Harry Potter, basically. Mm-hmm. He's telling you which house you belong to. Yeah, and it was all <laughs> based on... Uh, it was based on a lot of things based on whether they felt you had a demon in you that needed to be cast out of you or your children, in which case you'd end up at what was called a deliverance farm, which was solely meant for exorcism. Uh, They had some really sick beliefs such as, you know, this was a faith healing cult. So they believed things like um, having seizures, epilepsy, that was a demon. That needed to be wow. a Down syndrome, a oh, demon. Gosh. Yes. So imagine how those children were um, treated. So my mother was very heavy. And so she was assessed to have a demon of gluttony. And we were sent to Ware, Massachusetts, where that was the first compound I was on from the ages of three to seven. And I'll be very, you know, light about talking about what happened there Mm -hmm. obviously I wrote a book and Mm -hmm. it goes into Mm -hmm. great detail um and if someone chooses to read some of that trauma you know they can do that but it was a very very horrific place Mm -hmm. pedophiles were believed to have demons so come one come all we can heal you so you had you know all kinds of pedophiles and you know running around and free access to children. And then there was the belief system in and of itself. Sam Fife believed that babies were born as beasts. Mm -hmm. He believed that a child is born with a beast nature and that in order for a parent to get that beast nature out of that child, they should start spanking them at three days old. Yeah. So this is what we kids who grew up in the move grew up seeing and experiencing. So people forget, I think sometimes that witnessing trauma happening to another child or an infant is extremely traumatic also. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So we not only had to be abused, we had to witness it as well. So it's like a double layer. Right. 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 
worked. They kept us very, one, one part of enacting mind control, I mean, and even abusers do this in, in, in domestic violence situations, keep, keep their, their victim tired, exhausted, mm. overworked. Uh, it's how they crazy make your mind. So they went straight in on that, immediately dissected us all, kept us awake. My mother was starved right away. Um, within a week, they've got you broken down. I mean, these are tactics used with prisoners of war. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did to us on that compound. So I'll pause and (laughs) and let you guys kind of jump in there. That sounds fucking horrible. Like how, how did they get away with this? Like legally? I think that it's really important to consider that this was the 70s, okay? Mm-hmm. Very different time. Right, we didn't right. have the internet. Right. Um, it was post-Cold War. I think there were some very valid fears, like the fear of communism. Right. Very valid fear. Look right. at what we're in today. Right. So that was something they used, though, to get the mind in fear. Yep. So if they tell you the communists are coming, so that was one thing we f- were supposed to fight for, that the end times where we would all, you know, end up in that little valley in Israel where we'd all fight and then the Jews would take a knee because Jesus would float down from the sky. Uh, we were training for that, you know, and definitely uh, taught that, you know, we were here to serve the Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, wow. uh, and Sam Fife was a hardcore demonologist. Like he studied, studied, studied demonology. Mm-hmm. So he was very into you. He has a sermon that I quote in my book where he describes punishing his wife, sending her to the oh. bathroom. And it's fucking sick. And he, he gloats about it. He gloats about how he sent her to the bathroom. And um, it makes me want to grab my book and actually read the passage. But he sent her to the bathroom and he talks about how he purposely has her sit there for 30 minutes because he needs to get in prayer with God. And it's good for him not to go in in anger, see? That way, when he goes in and lays it on her, his exact words, with his Mm -hmm. belt, how much she'll squirm and scream. But then after he's done, he sits her down and explains to her why he had to beat her. Wow. It's so mind-boggling. It is, yeah. It's very difficult. Is it Stockholm Syndrome? Is that what's happening? Mm. No. I mean, this is like, these are psychopaths. These are people like anyone, anyone who can torment and torture a child and not, and, and believe that they're doing something for the good of a God has a psychopathic problem and they need to be like involuntarily committed I agree. Right. right. This is far beyond Stockholm syndrome, which is something that I dealt with, let's say, like with my mother, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, you, you're you, a fucking prisoner in this yeah, case. Yeah. You're not necessarily choosing to stay there for any reason. Mm-hmm. It's just that they, they brainwash you to a level where, like you were saying, they reduce you to nothing mm-hmm. and they're able to manipulate you to a point where you just have no other choice. Yeah. And Oh, it makes me so sick. And as you can see, we're having trouble finding the right words yeah. to <laughs> well, I think interact too, right now. This is something really important to me because recently I heard a cult expert say that Keith Raniere from Nixium was the most horrific cult leader they'd ever encountered. 
he was a horrific man, a very horrific man. But I'm looking wow. at like, um, honey, Jim Jones killed children. Sam Fife encouraged the beating of babies and children. That's horrific. That's right. horror. Okay, so I think that it's important that in this cultic world that it, people recognize that what children experience versus what an adult experiences like if you join a church as an adult versus being taken in as a child, completely yes. different. Yes, 100%. Of course. Right? Yep. And so a lot of these models and things that are out there, they're for adults. They don't fit children. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right, because right, right, right. we didn't make that choice. I mean, I don't even feel like really my mom made a choice because are you making a choice if your mind is not in a clear and thinking arena? Right. 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 Yep. The choice was made so for her. She, it kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, she was swindled. Mine right. swindled. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, nobody chooses to be abused. Nobody right. chooses to right. be in, in that kind of right. environment, especially as a child. Um, yeah. Wow. It's, it's something that is very hard to talk about. And, and I've recently learned something uh -huh. that people who have never, ever been molested, never been abused on this level, have a very difficult time. It's uncomfortable for them, highly mm -hmm. uncomfortable for them to discuss and talk about. Uh, but it has to be talked. We got to talk about it because yeah. it's a worse problem than me too. Yeah. A worse oh, problem yeah. than that. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and a lot of people are not aware of this. No, no. So right. I commend you for yes. having the, you know, you're so brave. Thanks, for guys. Speaking yes. out against so open, this yes. crap. Yeah. Well, if you think about kids like uh, Tatcha Tormi grew up in Children of God, David Berg mm. was that cult leader. Mm -hmm. Child sexuality was part of their prophecy. Oh. Now that one I've heard. See? Yes, yep. children of God. Yes, yes horrific cult. I mean, some of those children, and same with Sam Five Smooth of God, have committed suicide or drug addicts, alcoholics. They literally oh. cannot deal. It, it is. I can't wrap my head around what happened to me as a child. It feels like it happened to another kid, right? Somebody else, right? Because I was so dissociated through it. So I get it. I understand the difficulty, but we've got to turn our faces to the most horrific of things if we're going to heal them. Right. Exactly. And I think the treatment of children, there's nothing more horrific than I can think of than beating a three-day-old baby. That's fucking is, disgusting. I mean, is there anything you can think of more horrific than that? You see what I'm saying? Like, to me... We gotta go to the children if we're gonna break these generational yeah. cycles. Yeah. We gotta we gotta protect them. Hundred percent. Yep. So you want to tell us a little more about your, if you call it a life, I don't yeah. know a life, but um, I, your life in 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 the cold. Sure. Yeah. In Massachusetts, I probably in those four years, I have mm, five to seven really clear memories. Some of those are dissociative memories. I had near death experiences as a child. I wouldn't find that out until I got with a psychologist later in life and get some mm -hmm. definitions for like my memories. But um, they moved us in 1978. What happened was, is Alaska decided in 1980, they would 
begin to pay their citizens a yearly dividend from the gas pipeline. And so it was very advantageous for the founders of the move to go amass land there. So they got a bunch of couples to go up and you could still homestead land, like old school homestead land, steak, 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 homestead, and it's yours now, right? Uh So they did that. um, You're talking two, 300, 400 acres, not just little plots. Wow. And then they just started registering them and mass moving us up there. So I'll let you do the math. If you think in 1980, you've got about 200 to 250 people on five different compounds raking in about $1,000 a a year per person, all being given to the move because it was a socialist system with an evangelical religion. Does that make sense? So everybody worked for the cult and had a stake in the cult, but you gave your money. I mean, that's how it works. You give your money over, but then you live for free. Mm. Oh, you, okay. like a, a communal yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah 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 but it's not a good way to live no, no. it's horrible mm. because what makes it horrible is the classism that exists mm-hmm. inside of that system so for instance and not all elders kids were exempt look i know some people whose elders parents were like really cruel but there are also some that were never touched by the abuse. They were protected because hmm. oh, wow. their families had clout. They came in the move with money. Mm-hmm. They might have had the ability to run a business. So they were treated differently. So it was a very classist, clicky system. Right. Shunning was a practice that was very common. Hmm. Uh, if you misbehaved, here's an example. My brother ran away twice. Second time, he didn't come back. The first time, he ran away with his friend. This was in Alaska. He got picked up by an Alaska state trooper who took them to another compound Mm. so that they could be transported back to the compound we were on. And the punishment was that he had to live with an elder for 30 days, stay with that elder. He was not allowed to talk to his family, his mom, his sisters. He could not look up. He had to do nothing but work. He wasn't allowed to make eye contact at meals. And he had to stay beside that elder for 30 days because that way he didn't taint the other children with his defiant, you know, spirit. That's how controlled we were. That's insane. So when I get passionate about freedom of speech and how much I value it, like we love it when it's snatched away from someone we hate. But that's a fine line to walk because when yeah. it flips yes, it around is. on you, you're going to be like, shit, like, yeah. I don't mind people having the freedom to say things I don't like because I can mm-hmm. ignore them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, but I know what it's like to be like, we'd have tape put over our mouths, those types of rituals, um, public humiliation, that type of stuff, that's not any way to live, to be silenced, to not have any identity. So same thing on Alaska. Sam Fife died in 1979. Oh. He um, told – his message was that when he died, the world would end. <laughs> oh. So imagine the unrest when he died, the confusion. I didn't really get it. I just knew like that he had died and like, 
okay, the world's going to end, which, but that was every day for us. You're always mm-hmm. looking in the sky. If you see a plane, it's might be a Russian plane, mm. right? It's coming to drop a bomb right. or, you know, you're looking at the sky. It's just always hovering in your mind that the end is nigh, the end is nigh. So there was a bit of unrest for about a month. And then Buddy Cobb came in, swept in and with his henchmen and got everybody, you know, back in that mind control. And then he went on to run the cult for the next 30 years. He just died a couple years ago. Oh my God. It's it's still around, right? Uh Um, They have 22 compounds globally. globally. They're in Kenya, Australia, Ireland, uh, South America, big time. Uh, thing like Colombia, Colombia, right? Col- Alaska, yeah. Peru, Guatemala, Mexico. Wow. Um, That's crazy. That Kenya and a couple other places in Africa. Um, yeah, wow. they're definitely those white missionaries who oh, go on over mm. there to tell those people of color how wrong they right. are and how they'll trade them oh, a for- Bible for a toilet. Oh my goodness. Oh, India. India is a one too because they have a business or had a business. It called uh, Jewels of Sheba in Alaska. And all of the product what? from that business came from the India cult. So it was sold as free trade. But you know, that money That's goes fucking in a circle. crazy. Right, right, right back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll tell you things like, no, this money is going to go to buy them a cow, to buy this family a cow. And, you know, crap like yeah. that. Yep. Wow. Oh my goodness. So how long were you in the cult for? Um, I was in the cult until I was 14 and an incident happened with my sister. Um, and I'll let people read about that as well in my book. I won't like ruin the ending of that. Um, that got us banished. And so after that, we went to my grandmother's in Tennessee. And that's what I'm writing about now in my sequel to Cult mm. Child is the transition from growing up, no electricity or running water. We went to the bathroom in chamber pots. I mean, we lived like Puritans. We wow. were not allowed to wear pants unless it was like cold because we're in Alaska. So we're in 40, right. 50 below right. weather. <clears throat> so but you still had to have your skirt on, you know? Um, so it was, it was just very, um, it was just very abusive. It was a torturous childhood and um, the belief systems. I did a video on my TikTok about how um, they did believe that you were a woman once you started your period, that, oh, that no. you starting your period marked you're blossoming into womanhood. So at 12 years old, my mother saying, my daughter became a woman today. Oh, right. (laughs) That was the belief that that's, I saw that on game of Thrones. (laughs) There was an episode. I don't know if you watch game of Thrones. Oh, I love game of Thrones. (laughs) Right. Remember when, um, Sansa Stark has her period, Mm -hmm. um, the queen, you know, she's like, okay, you bled, now you're a woman. Yep. Holy fucking Right, shit. because in their minds, right, now that you've bled, right. you can become pregnant. And now that, like, girls exactly. are having their period younger and younger, like, nine-year-olds are getting their, their period. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's so disgusting. And then they had a system of, like, if you wanted to get married, uh, you had to go through walking out a year where you were chaperoned by an elder. And so you spent time with your potential husband or wife. And you weren't allowed to be intimate, like physically in any way. And the chaperone would kind of hover wherever you met up. And you spent that whole year getting to, to know one another. Not a bad ideal. Like when you think of it in a way that we should get to know people before we just like, if we yeah, want to be in a relationship, right? right? But true, it's true. like better to like at least know who you're fucking right. right? But excuse my language. Oh, <laughs> but, um, but that was, right. like, I know, I know, I know. But that was their system. So you didn't have like, even you're getting to know your potential mate was censored if that makes yeah. sense you didn't have the freedom uh, to make those decisions for yourself to say hey let's wait you know a year and like let's just get to know so, each other you didn't have that freedom it was told you have to do this. so were they arranged like the the marriages not or? in the way okay. like mormon like the flds okay, does right. like that type yeah. of thing but let's just say you could expect that elders' children would marry elders' children, and the money would stay within a certain grain of the mm-hmm. coal, within the certain family line, right. bloodline. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that hierarchy that exists. So it's that. Oh. Was there any incest going on? Oh, 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 yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, yes. Um, I I was molested by several individuals. Um, male and yeah, female. I'm so sorry. One of them oh, was another child, a teenager. Oh, wow. That is the only one of my abusers I've had a conversation with. Because, because that person was a child. Right. You get where I'm yeah. coming from? Yeah. And it's different when you're a child. You're like at some point in adulthood, right, you get to this space of like, okay, this is right. wrong. As a kid, mm-hmm. you don't, yeah, you don't quite yet have that grasp, especially not if you're in a right, cult. right. Um, mm-hmm. But this person told me, you know, wept, wept. I mean, we bawled together. Like, I am so sorry, I terrorized you, and Shit. I have no excuse. Now I'm a parent, I have children, and I'm disgusted. You know, that's accountability. Yeah. That's deep accountability. And then come to find out their parent was raping them see how it rolls down that's why we've got to protect the kids Mm -hmm. yes um yeah so it's it's something i'm really passionate about it is a difficult topic um but it is something that we just have to talk about especially because the whole ideal that an abuser is some scary looking stranger no it's your aunt or uncle that you think is taking care of your child exactly Yes, um, that is exactly true. So there was a lot of adjustment that I had to do coming off of literally like if anybody's ever seen the movie The Village, mm. the uh, environment of that movie and that they believed there was this massively horrific, scary world beyond the woods. So they were terrified. I was terrified. Mm. We were terrified of the woods, right? Don't go through the woods because... In the woods, there's bears and all these things that'll get you and possibly Russians Mm. too. Yeah. Okay. And then if you make it past that, 
and you get out to the secular world, oh, guess what's waiting for you there? Satanists, rapists, child molesters. It's like they're projecting or right? something. Oh. They're projecting, yes. And the whole time, you can't, your mind's so dissected, you cannot go, wait a minute. That's what you're doing to me. You're just like, oh my God, I never, you go, I got to stay here. I got to stay safe here, right? That world must be really scary right. and awful. And that's your mind every single day, week after week, month yeah. after month, year after year. They're on their sixth wow. generation of children now. This cult was started in 1960. Holy shit. And for full disclosure, me and my fellow cult survivors, we have reported it to the Department of Justice. We've reported it to the FBI. This cult mm -hmm. has been in the New York Times in 1979 reporting this abuse, and no one has ever investigated them. And it disgusts me. Wow. Why do you think that is? I think part of it has to do... Well, when I look at the cult in Alaska and how much they have uh, state contracts, it, I definitely question, mm. like, who are you connected with that you're getting away with all this mm -hmm. shit and exactly. nobody's saying anything. And another part might be the whole, like, freedom of religion. We don't want to... Well, uh... guess what? There's no law in our country, in the Constitution, anywhere that states that mm -hmm. freedom of religion overrides crimes against right. children. Yep. Exactly. These children's human rights are being violated. Our human rights were violated. We had meals held from us. We were child labored. We were tortured inside of America. That's not supposed mm -hmm. to happen. Nope. Nope. And it did. And so I would like an answer. I would love to know why the FBI doesn't give yeah. a shit. Why the Department of Justice, mm -hmm. who has asked us to give them trafficking reports. But you don't want to look at this cult or, say, the Moonies, whose children they bus all over to stand in parking lot and sell flyers and shit Jeez. to make money for the cult. Or the Jehovah's Witnesses, who drag children to knock on people's doors when those little kids should be getting to play. Right. It's all trafficking, and it needs to stop. Do do you think that they know that you guys reported them or? Oh, okay. they know. Um, the cult that I grew up on is in the middle of a lawsuit. Hmm. Um, they, they, you got to understand these people's mentality. Like um, one individual got their disabled brother off of the compound. Their disabled brother was being beaten. And in court, the father says, well, God oh. said A, B, C, and D. Oh, and the judge no. said, sir, God's law does not imply in right. this courtroom. But you got to mm -hmm. understand, in their minds, God's law is over all law, even though the Bible does instruct for you to obey the laws of your land. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. But in their minds, no, they don't have to do that. God's laws are you know, the only laws that really matter. And this is so fucking dangerous. It is so yeah. dangerous. Very dangerous. And that's why um, the way I approach it is usually I don't respect religions. I don't have to right. respect beliefs because if you are telling me that your beliefs are superior to morality of the land or the laws of the land, then we're going to have a problem there. 
and mm-hmm. I I'm seeing this, you know, very much so on TikTok where people um, believe that their beliefs should take precedence over everything else, over people's rights, over people's mm-hmm. identities. I see it, you know, with um, them being against LGBT, for example. Right. It's like, it's like, well, my God tells me that it's a sin yep. uh, and period. And therefore, I'm going to treat you this fucking way. So that is a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking dangerous. And then the progressive Christians scare me even more because they're like, no, 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 no. That's not what that meant. God actually right. meant don't rape children. Being gay is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a bunch yeah. of bullshit because if you look at that time, pedophilia was normal. Lots of daughters went and got him drunk and slept with him, and God yep. did nothing. But he turned Lot's wife into salt because she disobeyed. So no one can tell me that that verse was about pedophilia. That's just a progressive Christian's way of trying to morph religion once again to fit into a current narrative to keep religion alive. And I'm not on that ship. That's the way I see it. It's getting to the point where it's being morphed into something that it's not even Christianity anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't even understand why they even call it Christianity at this point. I agree. When they're changing so- shit so much. You know, and that's good that you want to be more progressive. Great. But mm-hmm. why still stick to that fucking label? Why still stick to Christianity? Because at this point, it's not. It's not. That's what I tell it's them not. too. Like, if you don't believe in God in heaven and the devil in the hell, you're not mm-hmm. a Christian because that's the cusp yep. of Christianity. Right. Like that's the base belief. So if you don't believe in that, then you're in some kind of other, you're maybe you're in Stan. Stan. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you worship Stan. Okay. Like, you know, there's that middle ground, like Eminem, is fucking religion, like Stanism. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wait, I don't, I don't understand. Just God damn it. <laughs> okay, you. I was totally about to like go in and explain I'm it all to you up. and bring up Stan on the computer. I was like, <laughs> God. Have you ever seen that video uh, uh, that Eminem did about his biggest fan named Stan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I who wrote him a letter? So. Yeah. Yes. That's, That's what yeah. I'm right, 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 right. to, right? Is like yep. Stanism. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Ha ha ha. I love that song. Hey, my eldest son introduced me to Eminem and I freaked out. I was like, (laughs) and then he's like, mom, don't take it literally. It's all metaphoric. And I was like, okay, okay. (sighs) Like, it's not okay to kill someone. Okay. Just so you know. And he's like, I know, I know he doesn't mean that. Like, Yeah, yeah. So you also, you know, speaking of parenting, uh-huh. growing up in a cult, it makes it, it. You know, I struggled as a mom. There was so much I wasn't aware of. I didn't have the ability. It was never modeled for me. Of course, things like that. So there was times where I was like, <gasps> freak out. Totally. Reel it in, reel it in. Protect, protect. And then there were times I was too lenient because like oh i didn't get to do that so right i didn't understand this balance 
Um, and that's something that my children and I have had to work on as adults. We still right. work on it. Um, but growing up in a cult or even in a family cult, right? Um, you may not be on a compound in the woods like uh-huh. I was, but you may be in a very, um, in a very contained family cult like Jehovah's Witness and go to public school, but you can't celebrate uh, Valentine's yep, Day yep. or Father's Day or your phone gets shut off if you um, haven't, you know, memorized your scriptures properly for the week. Like little things like that to me is, is the same cult system in a family environment. And the horrible thing about that is like, nobody knows it's happening behind these four walls. That's so scary. And they fake to the world. You got it. My mom was like this. She very much cared what other people thought. I had a little bit in me that for a while, right? That I had to work through because they teach you that you must look good in God's eyes. That's, that's part of that. You know, you must behave a certain way. You must be a certain way, dress a certain way, talk, act. Like that's it. And if you don't, you're going to get shunned. Yeah. And that's happening in society. And I don't like it. I don't care what Mm -hmm. side it is. It's wrong and shitty and immature behavior. So this is so. I have never defriended someone because they did not politically believe different. I have my best friend is a Christian. So it's like we can get to this place of maturity. Right. Where we have our, we all have, we see the world in this unique way because we have our own experiences. Mm -hmm. And so to tell someone to be quiet, you don't get to have a voice because you don't think like me. Like, what the fuck is that bullshit? On any side, that is wrong. And it's becoming normalized. Yes, it is. The banning from the social Mm -hmm. medias, the like, Mm -hmm. what? Like, it's not okay. This is how, you know, you find yourself under some deep control. And when you're inside of that cavern, getting out is... Is yeah, and family. we, Mel and I, I mean, we've gotten, you know, suspended, banned a couple times, all because people disagree with our opinions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go to Christian videos it's... and comment bullshit. Like, like me I neither. never do. I never do. Someone catch me on my bullshit if I'm bullshitting you. But I don't remember any time where I actually went to someone's video and said, well, I don't believe that. And... Lord loves, Lucifer loves you or something like that. Right. <laughs> warning, warning, <laughs> Lucifer is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Dad loves you. Yeah. Heaven's not a party. You know why? I think, <laughs> I think the reason is is because they feel a moral responsibility and that exactly. it's their duty to make sure I'm, that they right. spread their message yeah. and we don't, atheism doesn't right. have that exactly. I literally had somebody know? tell yeah. me that um, if they don't save me my blood is on their hands oh. and I'm like what, what? <laughs> and she got that, yes and when I when I called her out on it I, I made a you know a, a video response and she was like she got mad she commented all caps multiple mm-hmm. times and I'm like calm down all caps <laughs> like, that's what you know the full white is you yeah <laughs> God. That's when you know they're serious when they use right. the caps. Like, are you more Christian if you use all yeah, caps? Like, yeah. what's happening? 
back in the day when we used to run groups, we used to have, that would be part of our rules. Absolutely. Only the moderators were allowed to use all caps. It just cracks me up. But you know, that is the, um, that's the control, Mm -hmm. like the control that is enacted. Like how I wanted to tell you guys real quick. I was in Fairbanks. I've been back a couple of times. Um, but I presented at a conference my friend threw to try to kind of educate the people in the area uh-huh. about the cults. And um, this church sponsored oh. it. I thought it was the absolute most amazing church I've ever been to. There was zero regalia, hmm. no crosses, no nothing. When you walked in, the whole downstairs oh, wow. was for the children. No Bible classes, none of that. They got to play, watch TV, watch movies, and nothing had to do with religion. While the parents went into the auditorium, which also had no regalia, no crosses, no nothing. Yes. They really were figured it out. That is what needs to happen. I'm not saying that an adult doesn't have the right to believe. Sure you do. But just like leave kids out of it. Let them grow up free to discover. And I thought that that church really was hmm. onto something that they had progressed to this place of going, you know what, there is hmm. something to this. Um, another person I just mm-hmm. want to bring up and throw out there is I really love Jan Heimlich. Uh, she has a nonprofit mm-hmm. called child friendly faith and she wrote a book and this is exactly what this is about is how can we get to a place? Like how can we at least get you to stop hitting your right. children first? So let's get you to stop hitting them and get you to understand what spanking does Mm -hmm. to the spine. Is is that why I have back uh, issues? Yes. And so you have a bundle of nerves at the bottom of your spine called the Akina Kata. And when you are jarred consistently, that bundle of nerves holds your immune system. And it runs up your spine and it ends at your brain and goes straight into your pineal gland which holds this physical scientific consciousness. It's not woohoo, it's science. When they spank us, yes, it is damaged. That's why so many people who have this spine burning and these lower back pains, one of the first things I'll ask them is, were you spanked as a kid? Usually they were. And they were like, damn, I never never thought about that. Yes, and it's got, Mm. it should be illegal. You're damaging that child's body. And their and their and their whole like internal system. I mean, I use the word soul. It's like emotions to me. Like that's what my soul right, is. Right. My emotional system. Yeah. That's how I look at it. But they're breaking that in that child. You know, you, you hit your child and then go, um, okay, now that hurt. Oh, I've heard that so many you, times. <laughs> you know, I had to do that for God and. You know, yep. that guilt shit yep. like that woman did, you know, you know, if you hadn't messed up, you know, I wouldn't have had to do right. that. Oh, so now it's the kid's fault that they made their yep. parents spank them, right? Fucked up shit. That language, yeah. that's a mind fuck. It's mental shit. abuse. That's what the fuck it is. Yeah. It's totally. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So now we would like to hear a little bit about your healing process. How is it that you processed all this trauma? Because I know it is for anybody really so difficult to talk about all this trauma but it sounds mm-hmm. like you found a way to you know help others you wrote a book um it sounds like you have 
done quite a good job at healing. Um, so is there some advice you would like to give to any cold survivors that might be listening? I am the biggest mm-hmm. supporter of trauma writing. Get it out. Not right. on the computer, not typing, yes. handwriting specifically. My dear friend, Kathy O'Brien, wrote a book called PTSD Time to Heal. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it talks about how to process triggers. And when I found that book, I had already written Cold Child. I've always used writing as a way to get it out. And for some people, maybe it's art, but there is a physiology to Mm -hmm. handwriting out your trauma because the brain has time to send the memory through your physiological system and out your hand. When you're typing, you're almost faster than you're thinking, right? Okay. So handwriting, I, I journal daily. And sometimes it's just mind dumps, like, ugh, I wish I got right. more shit done today. Right. You know, my butt hurts because oh. I felt I was roller skating. Like, whatever it is, I just dump it. But that has been Great. the number one tool that has helped me organize. Because when you grow up, like I did and my fellow cold survivors did, we mm-hmm. live with dissociative disorder. And that makes you come off very chaotic. Your brain feels chaotic and very foggy. So unless you get everything like written down and out, then you can kind of look Mm. at it and now it's organized and it helps you organize your brain. And some, not some, a lot of trauma survivors are really scared and it is a very valid fear. There are physical side effects that come with digging into your trauma migraines. Mm -hmm. I vomited. I had days I couldn't get out of bed for days. Okay. So a trauma survivor who has to work every day, how are they supposed to work on their trauma and go to work and they can't stop crying. That's why I'm really passionate. And one of my biggest dreams is to create a space where somebody could get family leave Mm. to go actually heal trauma. Why isn't that offered? Right. Um, and that keeps people from it too. And I was one of them. I was a Damn. single mom. I had to hold my shit together and go to work, right? So you internalize, internalize, internalize. Yeah. I ate my emotions, exactly. ate my emotions, and ate my emotions up to 367 pounds. Yeah. You know, um, that nature, going alone, setting boundaries and saying, you know, that's not comfortable for me. That's not okay with me. It has nothing to do with you, but that's just not something that is comfortable mm-hmm. for me. And being okay right. with saying no. Um, all of that has been key to me feeling more healed. But I will always be healing, you know, every day. And I have days I fall. Uh, just the other day, mm. I was crying. Right. Um, and it was because I watched an indie show, this <laughs> show on Netflix called Surviving oh, Death. No. Y'all, I cried all day. It tapped into me because I had NDEs as a child. So you never know what's going to hit your emotion. You've got to be willing oh, to feel your feels. Just feel it. Fuck it. What's the worst <laughs> that can happen? You cry, cry all the time. So <laughs> right. you're not going to die. It, it helps. Yeah, yeah. Crying, helps. I, crying does help. That day I was crying, I lit uh, candles and like just sank into a warm bath and just relaxed my body. Something came out of me. Also, I had to stop trying mm-hmm. to find an answer for everything because there's not. Sometimes the only answer to some shit is acceptance. And that's very hard to swallow. Yep. Yeah, not everybody um, has that ability, uh, unfortunately. So I would say also seeking out help from, you know, like-minded individuals, people who 
have also mm-hmm. survived a cult. People who've yes. gone through similar experiences, yeah. talking it out with others. It is such a, an important part of the healing yeah. process. When I went online um, and I first started searching, so I, I dumped all my memories. I'm really uh, big on like not having influence. Don't talk to anybody before you write your memories. Yes. Write your memories first and then tell your sister, hey, what, what mm-hmm. do you remember about our childhood? Tell me everything. And I dumped it out. And then I'm like matching these memories, right? So I think that was important too. I both felt so alone. Right. I needed to be alone. I needed to be sequestered, but it was a tough place to be, right? Because you don't have, I didn't have care around me, but I don't know if I could have done the work had I been surrounded by that. I yeah. needed to be alone looking back, but it felt, it, it was rough. It's not easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and act like healing trauma nope. is just this. It's a day by day. No, it's like... tough. It is. But I'm going to tell mm. you, when you get to the top of that mountain and you look out at the yeah. view, you're like, fucking hell. I wish I had a shit like 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? It's a worthy, mm. it's a worthy um, journey. So what are some of the things that you do to tap into your own well of happiness? Oh, my God. I live in the Pacific nice. Northwest, so I'm very blessed to have access so like cool. oh, to man. beaches that are yeah. 10 minutes away from me. So I'm huge into nature. And I like roller skate, skate while I'm working all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every day nice. I have my roller skates on. I love mm-hmm. music, like old school music, you know, like music I didn't get right. to listen to from the 70s, 70s R&B. I love that. Um, I write. I have a lot of personal projects I'm doing. Um, I'm writing my sequel. Um, so I just keep myself busy. I laugh and I just right, right. I don't yeah. want to be sad it's anymore. Awesome. I'm, you know what I mean? Like I just made that choice. Like oh, yeah. fuck this shit. My abusers exactly. own my mind yeah. for far Take too long. Take your life back. Far and, too long. And exactly. I just Take it back. And sometimes those voices will pop up. And you and this is me uh-huh. in my space by myself. <laughs> like right. fuck off. Like shut the fuck up. Get out of my head. And I literally yeah. like rebuke them. Go away. And so I'm pretty like kind of taking dominion of my own thoughts because I have this rule that any thought I have that isn't loving mm-hmm. is not my thought. It doesn't, it's, that's not how my authentic being would ever speak to me. So then that must be my mm-hmm. abusers, right? So then exactly. I can tell that, that thought, like, fuck yes. you, that you're, you're not that's me. so powerful. Go away. Um, so mm-hmm. what, what is your favorite song from like the, the R&B? <laughs> Come along and ride on the right i love that song i love all that psychedelic roger and zach yeah all of that i love yeah yeah that's awesome i love music myself i'm always listening to music um there was one thing i was wondering how does one cope when a whole chunk of their life has been missing in this in this case you know your childhood was taken away from you in a way that was very horrific I know there's memories, there's experiences you, you didn't get to have. How does one cope with that? Um, I will never have baby pictures. I'll never have anything more than what's in my book. I have literally like maybe Shit. a total of seven oh. pictures of my whole childhood. 
So I will never have those moments. Mm -hmm. But I'm just creating those memories as best I can with my kids and my grandkids and like helping others and doing what I can and keeping on working on myself because I always have things I can better about myself and I want want to be a better person. (laughs) So Venny, before we wrap it up, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Well, you know, people can find me at my website. It's vennikoshis.com, V-E-N-N-I-E-K-O-C-S-I-S.com. I think a really good link to read on there hmm. is The Cult. I also have a Q&A where mm-hmm. you can just read my perspective on some things, on what a definition of a cult is and how to recognize the yes. signs of dangerous groups and dangerous people. Yeah. I write a blog. Um, I really want to yeah, put my Poshmark totally. closet because all of the proceeds to that, to, to Vinny's closet goes to support um, Pierce County advocates, which is part of Casa GAL. Those are, Pier- yes. those are um, court appointed guardian, mm. uh, guardian at Lightums. Um, you know about this, right, Val? Um, I love that program. It is one of the best mm-hmm. because there's nothing better than having a citizen balance yeah. inside of a yeah. system that's kind of broken. Well, I'm not quite emotionally mm-hmm. at a place where I feel like I can sit in a courtroom. Like I'm right. going to be freaking volunteers at night if I got to hear this. Right. But what yeah. can I do? I can Beautiful. raise money. So I do that, and I have also on Posh Store and Art Store. But you can find all that by going to my site and, you know, read my book. I have a gratitude journal uh-huh. that you can – that was another thing that really helped me, just pausing at the end of the day, like, what, what's the good that shit idea. that happened today instead yeah. of that? thankful for the moments that you have. You know? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Benny. It's been amazing. Uh, and again, her book is called Cult Child, C-U-L-T-C-H-I-L-D. And her website is Venny Koshitz. That's V as in Victor, E-N-N-I-E-K-O-C-S-I-S dot com. You got to be cautious, yeah. right? Yeah. So thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today and sharing that incredible story. We appreciate you skipping your night thank meds you so you can join us. <laughs> it's about um, 6 p.m. So it's like way past your bedtime. Oh, way past your bedtime. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you guys.